0: It didn't go live. You'll know. Yeah, hey, we're fat fish on Brad Gruny Grunberg, and that is I am Eric the Fish Schneider. And look what we have today. Oh man, this well, is the legend. How you
1: doing?
0: <laughs> this is I'm Frank. You. I get yeah, now you are. You're in the middle. You're in the middle of two guys, <laughs> exactly, buddy. Hey, Brad. <laughs> If, yeah. if we have food, don't grab from either one of us, man. You'll lose your fingers, okay? So <laughs> I, <laughs> I am starving. By the Brad, meet this guy. Whenever you're an older bartender and you meet a guy that reminds you when you were younger, this yeah. is the guy. This guy's a mixologist. This is the new Tom Cruise in the business. I met him in Vegas. Love this kid. He's going to talk about mixology today, about flair bartending. And about how many girls he's got to turn over. When, he, when this show is over, there'll be four phone calls from girls. He's got to turn three of them away. Then <laughs> two to Brad. Send two to Brad. <laughs> oh. Give me one. Give
2: me some crumbs,
1: Frankie. Give me, I'll give you a number. It's 911. Call anytime you <laughs> want, brother. Yeah, I, I keep asking fish. That's what I tell people at the bar when they ask for my number. I'm like, yeah, no problem. It's 911. Just give me a call whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's got
2: all the lines. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show, Frank. We really yeah, appreciate thank you. It. Frank, let me ask you a question. Take a look at Fish for a second. Just take a look at him. He's got a raccoon on his fucking head. He's got these fucking Mr. Magoo glasses. Wait a minute. What is wrong oh. with this guy? Frank, sexy to make to over? Let me tell you oh. something. <laughs> oh, not
0: bad. Not bad. I like. Wait. Them. Wait. Wait. I got
1: my. You're, I got the props. I got the props from. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> the, the, the Google- let glasses. me tell you. When I first walked into Shucks and saw him bartending, I looked at him and I was like. Man, this guy's just like me. We're the same as that person. And I've only met other, one other person that bartends like us in my entire life. He's in New York City. His name's Ronan. And we used to work together. And I've never met anybody else like us. Like, there's three people that, that barked like us. It's, like, it's very limited. There's not many people like us, you know? We, we put on a freaking show.
0: That's it. And you know what? I tell the guy in the middle here, as much as I make fun of him and love him, he's a bartender, man, because it's not – I always tell people about bartending. And you're a craft bartender and you, I'm a gaming bartender, love it. You're a true, I mean, you're, you're old school bartending. But it's not the drinks that you make, it's how you handle people. Brad, yeah, you'd be good. a great bartender, man. you you are probably. You
2: are, yeah, are you guys a therapist? I mean, honestly, you hear stories, people come to you with all their problems and you're breaking up fights. I mean. You have no to- idea.
1: Yeah. I've had 2 something 77-year-old women ask me to have a threesome with them. I was like, what in the hell is going on here? Like you, you you see and hear it all behind the bar. You should, I mean, I can write an encyclopedia on it, A through Z. That's great,
2: man. I love it. And, and how long have you been a bartender,
1: Frankie? Uh, since I was young, I mean, I'm 43 now, but I started when I was 20. Wow, that's great. Uh, yeah, did you have to go to yeah. bartending school? Like, bartending? no, I, I don't believe in that, Craig. You don't need to go to bartending school. You go to bartending school if you want, not if you want a job, you do it for your own knowledge, but you don't go putting it on your resume because people are going to overlook that, you know. You, know. you, you, you go, you, 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 I do believe in bartending school for your own knowledge, hundred percent, but not to get a job. But I think that even as a home bartender, you should do that just to have fun. But if you really want to learn cocktails before you go apply somewhere or become a bar back or a server and you want to, you know, get up and move forward and uh, get promoted then the bartender school is the way to go, you know, j- but for yourself, for your own knowledge, you know, yeah. I'm actually starting um, in June on Tuesday nights, I'm going to start doing the Zoom classes on intermediate and advanced cocktail courses. I'm going to start doing that. But I'm also going to start giving out recipes as well and doing classes on, like, recipes and how to design the cocktail as well. Like, how to build it and all that.
0: I got some pics. I got some pics. This is Frank. This I love this guy. This is him. Look at, look at that. Where is wow. that? that? That's a flair bartending,
1: man. Oh, that's my good. God. Where is that? That's a bar I put together in New York City. I just recently put together before I moved down to Florida. After I moved away from Vegas, it's called the Woo Woo Room uh, with P-Mass Group. Great, great group. I love the boys. Mike and Patrick, are the owners, are amazing. But that's a 1970s, 80s disco style speakeasy in Manhattan. Oh, you know, I love know, that. You literally walk into a sex shop, and then boom, you go. After the sex shop, you go into a disco bar. Oh, that's all have a, job, I'll, there. I'll talk to a from the press. What do you Red. say? Brad, good job, job there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Just wow. move in New York. Go you got one, bro. Wait, let me
2: get this straight. So, Frankie, you're you're in Vegas. You're in Florida. You're in New York. What are you in the witness fucking protection program? Where yeah, don't worry about That's none
1: of your business. Once again, like I said, call 911 if you want to get in touch with me, bro. All right. Hi,
2: so what do you do? Do you set bars up and then move on to another bar? How do I you set work? bars up.
1: I do bar. I do a lot. It depends on what it is. I set bars up. I design the back end of bars. I tell the plumbers and construction, you know, the carpenters, how to design it, how to build it out. I design cocktail menus. I do bartender boot camps. So I go into your bar and I like teach you actually how to bartend properly, like, Like one thing I can't stand when you go into a bar, like you said earlier, and there's no personality. Your job is not to make drinks. Your job is, your bar, that's my stage. Your job there is to have a stage, make your own drama, make your own sitcom, make your own comedy, talk shit, get the whole bar together, talking together. And that's how you get a peak clientele. That's how you build business. It's just boom, boom, baby. There's four C's, communication, circulation, consistency, and connecting with guests. None of those C's says make a drink. She's right. Well, you make yeah. a drink. It needs to be consistent at all times when you get to craft cocktails. That's the, that's the
2: last thing. I mean, it's really, right, guys, the personality. Wow. And, and, and having, you know, being infectious and people, oh, we got to go see Frankie. We got to go see Fish. Oh, we're going to have
1: a good time. Uh, and that's why you, you got to return business, right? And that's the thing about bartending school. Like, you can't go for your own knowledge. You cannot teach someone how to have a personality or how to multitask. You're born with that. You can make it better if you have it. You can build on that and get tips on, you know, kind of like help make them look better and better. But you, you, can't, you can't teach that. I mean, that's just who you are.
0: Right. You know,
1: These guys, I mean, fish is a, he's a nut job. Last uh-huh. week I saw him. He's on the freaking bar, dancing on the bar. Let I me mean, look at him. It's on the graveyard. Who the hell does that? He does. I mean, who else would <laughs> do that? I would do that. It's not, It's crazy. Not, yeah.
0: When you have old ladies throwing money at you, you're doing it. Yeah. Hey, Frank. Right are, here.
1: What is that, buddy? That's fire, so that's called wow. the Bitter Beast, which is actually one of my nicknames. So that's an old fashioned with green chartreuse that I catch on fire and do a fire fall right into the drink. Wow! Yeah, what, get is in this two, People, what is that? Huh? Like two feet? What's the angle on that? Two feet to drop, drop in the buzz. Yeah, Let me tell you something. I don't know if I've seen the other picture, but I, I got one that's above my head, my whole arm is above my head, dropping down to it.
0: Wow! And what's this? These are all the
1: cocktails you made. So I put I put a program together in um, Manhattan as well. And I did uh, 10 Old Fashions and uh, 10 different homemade bitters. But there were three, set, three sets of 1, two, 3, 4, 5, 6, seven, Yeah, there's three sets of bitters here. But each set goes to a well. But I didn't. Two of those sets are uh, Peychauds and Ang- store, which are the two oldest bitters known to man. So I didn't make those, of course. But you have to have them on your bar program. I got a Good question.
2: Time. Yeah, I got a question. So, you know, uh, people come in and, and I'm a, I've been a waiter. I've been a bartender. I've worked in clubs. People always don't. They want you to tell them. Just give me, what, what do you suggest today, Frankie? What should I do? And then you'll say, what do you like? Uh, vodka? What do you like? Uh, tequila? How, do, how does that work? We just probe them.
1: You know, what, you- you know we, want, we want something boozy or not boozy, more refreshing. What spirits do you not like? You know, like what I used to do at Dutch Friends, another same owner of the Woo Woo, Dutch Friends is on 47th and 8th as well. Great cocktail bar. They literally just won the uh, number one martini, gin martini in all of um, uh, Manhattan and New York. And uh, Francesco, one of my best friends, it was his... his, uh, his wait,
2: wait, friend. wait, you have friends?
1: Yeah, I have one friend in Francesco, oh, okay. besides fish, right here. But yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm your friend but, um, now, bro. I'm friend now, bro. You, 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 huh? I'm your friend now, bro. Thank you. We have two, I have three now. Thank but um, it's all about probing them, you know, like, what do you want? You want something booze? You go something booze? you're going to go for like a Negroni, an old-fashioned, you're going to go to Manhattan. Refreshing could be a freaking bee's knees, you know, it could be a margarita sidecar. But there's also stuff that I've done. I remember this one woman in Long Island. She came from Staten Island. You hear the accent right away. You're like, "Oh shit, here we go." Because that (laughs) accent, like, they're gonna be needy as hell, and they're gonna they're gonna talk about everything that they want. I just want some vodka. Gave me some vodka. That's what it was the whole time. And I was like, "Well, why don't you try out gin? I can't stand gin." I go, "Do you have any allergies?" They go, "No." I go, "Perfect." I made her gin cocktail. She had no idea. She had three of them. She's over here saying, "I just love it. See, the vodka's so good." Once they paid out, I said, "Honey, just so you know." You drank gin the entire time because I'm going to tell you right now in a raw form, a spirit might taste horrible. And people don't like gin because of juniper messed out. It's too smoky, but you know what? In a well-balanced cocktail, what that spirit offers contributes to that drink can change the entire cocktail. And there you go. Boom. It's just flavors are amazing. So that's, it's just, I love what's up. What are you going to say? Go on fish. Well, I was going to say
0: about exactly right. I mean, it's, it's, it's what, you, you it's multitasking a room and figuring out that I've made drinks for people. Oh, you know what? I want a Maker's Mark and, and Seven. What tastes like that? I said, Maker's Mark and Seven, you know? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So I'll grab a Wakefield, which is <laughs> the, the well, and I'll put Seven in it. I'll put a little splash of ginger ale. That's the greatest thing ever, you know? So let me ask you a question about Flair Bartending, because I did that in the 80s, right? And it kind of went awry. In the 90s, Can you explain what that is to our you uh, They're flipping bottles and you're doing and and you're, you're putting a show on for the bar. You're flipping bottles behind your head, you're grabbed behind your back. You know, Tom Cruise and cocktail yeah. with flare. But
1: bar- listen, bartending. my flare is nothing, my, my flare is more using liquid nitrogen for freezing glass we're using fire. You I know, mean, when, when I throw that bottle up, I don't even know I'm doing that, but if I throw it behind my back, I'm probably gonna break the damn bottle because that, that ain't me. <laughs> but, but, um, no, but once again, that, that guy, uh, Francesco Dutch friends, France, he actually does cocktails in Flare. Which is amazing. If you're ever in Manhattan, you got to go see this kid. He, he's unbelievable. You're, he, you're the, the only bartender
0: outside. I've ever met. You're the huh? only bartender. You're the only bartender I've ever met that didn't want to get into gaming. You were just, I want to be, you know, and I thought that was fantastic because gaming is a lot of money. You know, you get tipped on the machines.
1: You, you you're old school. I did not like that, though. I, I, I like my craft. I'm very passionate with it. I'm so passionate. I love designing cocktails. I love watching people's face when they taste when they taste it. I mean, I tell people, because I know how to probe properly. I know I can really probe and guide them and yeah, I know how to make them a cocktail. And I, I mean, I tell them, if you don't like my drink, it's not me, it's you. That's what, what i say yeah. Because I know how to probe. I know what I'm doing. I'm so good at what I do. And I'm not arrogant about it. I'm very confident. I just love no. what I do. I'm also. No, gonna, no, I'm no, also. kind of goes hand in hand, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's funny, right? No. Um, but yeah. So, I oh, have yeah. a
2: question. So, you guys, you know, you know, drinking and driving is a big issue, and you guys have guys at the bar, women at the bar, and they're, you know, when do you cut them off? How, how does that work? I mean, do you, it, how, how do you deal with it? Because you don't want to offend them. Frank, well,
1: you you, you, you see it, fish. You want you want to answer me to answer.
2: You go you, first. You're our guest. Maybe you not, in New York, you
1: don't even think about that because no one's really drinking and driving. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, coming down here in Florida, like, you know, I work at a phenomenal place right now. It's called Runway 84. It's, it's an Italian-American New York Supper Club. It's freaking unbelievable. You got to go. We even have, like, the old 1950s, like, New York mob booths and, uh, that, that they had in New York. And the, ninth, the 1950s microphone, they go band every night. But when you see people start slurring or acting weird, you know, you start probing them as well. And then you and you have to cut them off. You, you to give them water. Some people don't like it, but you just got to tell them, hey, we're looking out for you. Listen, we're looking out for us in the business as well. But you don't tell them that we're looking out for you and your 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 um, your safety. Then you can also ask them, do we? Do you need us to get you an Uber? We have no problem. Barbers make money. We make great money. You want to cool. buy someone an Uber? Get them a freaking Uber, and they'll come back at you tenfold. It really will, because yeah. you need took care of them. You know? Yeah. Well, you do get people that get pissed, and it's like the hell with you. You're gonna get pissed at me. I don't want to hear this shit. Like like goes back to this. Behind the bar, we control you, you don't control us. We control you. You want to control somebody, go sit at a table and get a server. Control them all night long. Yeah. Uh, What what do you think, think, Fish? I Uh,
0: learned a long time ago what he just said. And and the bottom line is, it's our job to get them home safe. If we're giving them something that could be unsafe, that's our job. And you never let the bar, the the customer control you or control the music in your place. If you control the music, I don't like working with jukeboxes. I hated that because that caused more fights in the bar. Jukeboxes and pool tables, Frankie, cause a lot of fights. You ever dealt with joints like that?
1: Yeah, jukebox. Ju- I never wore a pool table, but jukeboxes absolutely. Oh, and especially when you skip their song, and then that 'cause that's that new thing now. That just, I mean, even sitting at a bar with that crap, you'll see fights happen because of this.
0: Yeah, I threw a guy out. Uh, I threw two guys out. Brad, guy walks in the bar and there's a Bruno Mars song on the jukebox, and a guy goes, "Who's playing this shit?" They start getting at, going at it. We get them outside, and I go, you know what, you idiots? You just got eighty six out of a bar, and I promise you, Bruno Mars isn't giving you one cent of royalty from that song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Listen, there's three things now you don't do. There's always two. You don't have a jukebox. And at a bar, you don't talk politics. You don't fucking talk uh, religion. Nope. Stay the hell out of it. That always causes a problem. When I see politics started up, especially nowadays, you got to shut that down real quick. Right. Well, can... we're
0: going to talk about woke culture later, but you got to watch the jokes that you tell. I told this joke recently and I got in trouble. Here's the joke. What do you call an asshole covered in plastic? What is it? Look at your driver's license. Oh, <laughs> God, that's great. I, oh. Get call. I get a call. Did you tell a joke last night, Fish, about an asshole in plastic? I said, what? Were the people in, pl- in the plastic injury? They were offended. And I said, oh, oh. fuck this. You know what?
2: Oh, come on.
0: He, Part of your job now, Frank Frankie was to upscale joints, but even the other joints he's worked, even in his joint, your job as a bartender is to tell jokes. Yeah, you read an entire room. That's why, Brad, you'd be great at this. Um, because I get got a job. From... Thanks a lot. Anyway, well, no, yeah. no, on, on, a, on, a, on a no, because seriously, no, no, I, I do.
2: I know I would love, I've been a bartender. I mean, I have, I've done a lot of stuff back at 20th Century Fox, and and yeah. you know, I worked in a couple of clubs, you know, strip clubs. So I've gone behind the bar. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Um, this is a very interesting question. You got security, right? But you no. guys hopped the bar, right?
0: Oh, oh, you have no security. Well, no security. I've, I've helped fish out before. People touching tough. women or Not women, that, you know. He had my this. back. He's oh, had my man. back. Remember that one dude? That remember the dude next to that? Wouldn't pay his bill. And he wanted Absolutely. to kill me. Yeah. Absolutely. tell that story. Yeah. Tell that story. Guy comes in and he and he and uh, you know, he he orders uh, probably about seventy dollars worth of food to go, and he didn't want to pay the bill. I I said, here's your bill. And he goes, I paid it. You know. And, and he and he got really uh, vociferous with me. And even the people that came in with him told him he was wrong. And I said, look, look around you, okay? If you make a move on me, it's not going to end well. So mm-hmm. he goes, I want to look at the camera. I showed you I paid the bill. I came in the and I go, we're going we're gonna to show up tomorrow at 1 o'clock when the manager's here. And look at the tape. The guy never showed up. The idiot comes back two nights later, right? And I said, where's my money? You know, and he goes, uh, nothing ever happened. I go, really? Want to go see the tape? I mean, that's the shit you deal with. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the food. What happened with the food? I sent it to you.
1: <laughs> you know what I used to do, though? In, in New York, I would tell people, like, um, when there was a problem and there wasn't security. A lot of places in New York usually have security. But sometimes there wasn't. And I would walk to them and be like, hey, come outside. Let me get me hear your side of the story. I would had the bartender close his tab out. I'd get him outside and I'd say, listen, your, your tab's on the way out. If you walk back in there, you're going to get trespassed. That and like that's how you get them out you want to de-escalate that situation right away
0: talk them yeah, down yeah, I like. yeah. get, them get them outside because you know you and call this. metro when you call metro and you say you got an, an incident they can't get there right away sometimes no you know so you know you For got a lot of shit could happen in 30 seconds so it's rare wow. it's part of our job if you're in a nightclub situation you work on the strip in a casino you don't worry about it the local bars you worry about it, but you Look, do it. you have yeah, to do. I think another story, too,
1: like in New York, because they got some crazy rules in New York, but I never forget uh, a few years ago, a block away, these two people got shot and murdered on the street, and it was all over. Everyone heard about it, and, I mean, ideally, you'd want to lock the door until the cops come and, you know, fix that problem, because where are they going to run? Somewhere, probably. Who knows? Or they might not, but if you were to lock the door in New York, then we would get caught for, for uh, kidnapping. All the people, you can't lock a door. Which is nuts. Huh. I mean, wow. What happened to the guy in the bodega? He, he locked the fucking door and the, the, the okay. bodega dude, he did it because oh, what happened? He, this dude like robbed him. He locked the door and the guy that, he, the, the guy that robbed got him for kidnapping. The bodega guy. Oh, that's ridiculous. What the
2: fuck yeah, is ridiculous. that? Oh. Is he? But Braceful. what happens? Okay, so what happens if somebody comes in with a piece, a knife? How do you deal with that? And they pull it. What do you do then?
1: I mean, I had a guy. Too. Listen, I don't know, man. If if the guns in my face, I'm coming at your ass. If you're far enough away, then you got me. But if I can hit, if I can touch you, I'm coming at you. That's who I am. I've always been that way. But I'll tell you, I had a guy one time throw a bottle at my. I cut him off. He came in all wasted. His two girls. Uh, he he had um, he had uh. I said, listen, you can't drink. He starts talking really bad about me and then about it's just it's just a bunch of stuff. I'm like, listen, don't you just get out of here. He took a bottle. Like, oh, you know, we had a lot at a cocktail bar. you have a lot of bottles of glass and syrups and stuff in it and threw it at my face. Oh, OK. And he had no idea. I jumped. He tried to run. I jumped that bar, tackled his ass, and I held him down to the cops came.
2: Good for you, Frankie. Good for you. No, I because, you know, when people drink, they sometimes are happy drunks and sometimes they're angry drunks. Yeah. And then stuff happens. Beer muscles. You know who I am and blah, blah, blah. So you guys, it's de-escalation, right? Is that basically where you start?
1: You gotta de-escalate. There's no reason to argue with someone drunk. It's stupid. Yeah. You de-escalate it. They don't know what they're doing. And you know, and then just I mean, you're gonna argue sometimes, but there's no reason to do that. Like just control the situation, de-escalate it. Don't give the other guests a bad feeling, making them feel scared and all messed up. You can control that. Like I said before, like in fish notes, we control you. You don't control us. You That's know, cool. we have the money, we have the liquor. It doesn't matter who you are. Right. Honestly, you could be the owner of the place. If I say I don't want to serve you, I ain't serving you. Maybe I don't okay. have a job, but by law, I can serve who I want and who I don't want to serve. And I don't have to give you a reason.
2: What about sexual harassment? That's a big issue today. How about if a, a customer is hitting on a girl and she's like, thank you very much. I don't want to, you know, you don't have to. I'll get involved right know. away.
1: I'll tell you, hey, you want to get over here and leave it alone? I'll right away, I jump in. Even on this online your dating protector, crap now. protect right? uh, so, call online dating. i will like, if you have a problem, I want you to just do this to your head. And I'll take care of it. I'll get him away from you. Yeah. yeah, and we have oh, okay. we have stuff in the bathrooms in New York. The same restaurant group, P Max, in um, the bathrooms. I have like a code that you can say to the bartender. It's toasted it's all in the girls' bathrooms. So when they say that code, we we can actually get involved.
2: Oh, God. oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. What was your code at uh, at, at Mom's?
1: Nine. I'm not sure what my code is
0: yeah. the number. The number was nine. Nine meant that someone the girl or possible action. Ten meant all out brawl. You know. So, oh bro um, i
1: forgot i never heard
0: it. <laughs> all we good. it no those that was back in the day we didn't have cameras in the joints back in the day we had we had a bouncer on a few weeks ago god rest his soul dave brown i was uh-huh. telling stories uh, he was taking guys out and bumping his head against them, the door you know and like joe you know, Pesci. Brian, yeah, yeah I you love love that. guys that would have bartended and did well in the 80s you did not done well in the mm-hmm. 20s you know you would have been involved with the mob and all the you know when, when it was uh prohibition you've been great man you're you're old school and that's what i like about you i gotta show a video he he's gonna talk brad about what he went through Uh, a couple weeks ago there was these awful floods in fort lauderdale i got a little video to show you what some of the action was and this kid's gonna tell the story Wow. Frank, oh, tell good. the story. He calls me and he goes, Fish, you would not fucking believe what I just went through. Give me a, a, a two-minute nutshell
1: of you getting out of your car and going three hours for safety. Go. Let me tell you, man, that just brought chills and fucking... Just, I, that, that, that did change me a little bit, and I'm as tough as you get, but the airport, I'm right near the airport uh, where I work, and I was leaving work, and I was following a truck, and I went from literally... Six inches to three feet. My car just locked up and started floating away. And all of a sudden, my feet, I couldn't believe it. I was talking to one of my bartenders and, uh, on the phone, and my feet started getting wet. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And it, it started just filling with water until it got to my waist. I had to put the window I started putting the window down, and it started. Like, and I'm like, holy shit. I'm, I almost took my church key and broke the window, but I got it down. I jumped out of my car. Uh, I was, it was, it was, it was up to here on me. Was, that's my stomach right here. love to hear it under my chest and um I'm leaning in my car trying to get my key out because my apartment I'm like I gotta walk home get to my apartment the key the keys wouldn't come out it was stuck so I lean in there try, and try to get it my car was wobbling. I'm like this is gonna roll on me so I snapped my key off and I broke it I just put pressure and broke the key and from there man I walked I walked three and a half uh, 4.7 miles I walked about three and a half hours in that freaking flood from shin deep to waist deep. It was disgusting. It was, I mean,
2: you swam, right? I mean, you was horrible,
1: there. man. No, I, I walked. You no, know, you don't even know. By the time it was, I didn't know if I was going to even be able to get to my home because when I got about three quarters of a mile away, my whole right leg started locking up. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm trying to walk and it got to the point where when I saw like trucks or cars come by, I started yelling help because I didn't know if I was going to be able to get home. Because my leg literally locked up. And then all of a sudden, this couple pulled over. The guy gets out of his truck, and he helps get me in the back of his truck. He puts my uh, address in the GPS, and he took me. I, I was already walking three and a half miles. He took me home. And I, that's how I got home. Yeah. It
0: was- we, we, we talked about near-death experiences last week. And you told me, I said, we're going to have you on. And was it a come-to-Jesus moment for you? Did, did it change you as far as
1: appreciation? It, it changed me on- to where right now, right before y'all called, I think, you know guy who was calling me. But um, that's what we're going to show. Y'all saw that. But I will never own a car again. I will have a truck or an SUV. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. There's no freaking way. I will never own a car again. Even at, even I had a truck that's so the same friend I was talking to. He had gone to New Orleans, one of the bartenders. He left me his truck. And I was looking for my car because the next day I couldn't even get to my car because it was one of those highly flooded places in all of Fort Lauderdale. And they had it locked off. So the next day after that, I went and he had given me his truck. I went looking for it and I found I found that it got towed by the city, but I went across a big, big puddle that still was kind of flooded a little bit in this truck. That even freaked me out. I'm telling you, I'm a tough, as tough as nails and you know, I am fish. I, I that I will say changed me quite a little bit. It, it did. But Frankie, let me ask you, how, how does that work? To that, to truth.
2: How, how does that work in Florida? So it starts to rain and then there's a torrential downpour there's not enough uh, um, sewage where that where the water runs off,
1: and then- I have no clue. I just know Fort Lauderdale is surrounded by canals and rivers, and the ocean's right there, intercoastals right there, and it floods so quick. Listen, that I don't know what the hell or how the hell this makes no sense, but that cloud stayed above us for like ten hours, wow. and the, the rain that you saw—that's yeah, yeah. a hard rain for ten hours. And it had already been okay. raining. It had already been raided an hour before that, but it was moving. It just sat there and didn't move. Right. It was freaking nuts. Yeah. It changes
2: your life. You know, near-death experiences. You appreciate life a lot more, you know? Not you
1: I mean, not even through, I, I'm um, over here walking wondering, I yeah. hope a fucking snake won't come out and get yeah, you. Or, no, sorry, water, or, or, i it yeah. down. The electrical wire was in the water, and I and I, and I was there. And it was, boom, I'm dead. Oh. It was crazy walking home. Getting out of that was nuts. Walking home, I'm like, I hope I'll get home
0: safe, because it was nuts. No. Yeah. Oh, thank I it up a little bit. Um, I get a lot of c- comments. Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait. Fish, can you come closer to the fucking... No, I'm kidding. Get the fuck back. We don't need to see <laughs> that first, Okay? Jeez. Me and Frankie, you know, we're
0: good-looking guys. You don't know I was show. as handsome. I was as handsome as him when I was 43, man. I got 20 years on this kid. And yeah,
1: you, you look so good, and you still act like me, man. I mean, I, well, yeah, I act, like, I act like you, but it's like, it's frankly, uh, man, I'm case, Frankie. I'm missing your
0: face, man. Frankie. home I'm going to get a beer and seeing you. <laughs> hey, don't I want so, but... to real quick, Brad. I get, I get people texting me and saying, Casey Evans, Pullman Pullman, Linda Spelling. Why don't you talk sports more? Because you and Brad are sports fans. So I go, I got a perfect guy here. We'll give you like five. I want to go through some sports stuff and bring Frankie in on this because he's a huge sports fan like we are. Yeah. And I'm watching the NBA playoffs right now, and I'm so excited about your Warriors. Oh. Uh, Brad, that game yesterday was great. Is out. there any, between the both of you, is there any series in the NBA that intrigued you? I mean, obviously with, with, with you, Brad, it's, it's Golden State and Sacramento. Yeah. With me, it's the Knicks. What the Knicks are doing right now is crazy, you know. I'm
1: all about those Knicks, baby. Yeah, I, love to, I like I like. Listen, list. I might have been born in Virginia, but I'm a New Yorker. That's what I uh, am.
0: Through and through. The Knicks
2: are playing great ball. I like, you know, you got to love the Joker in Denver. I mean, the guy is like a Larry Bird, right? He's, I mean, he really, he's something special. But you know what's great? There's I mean, all these guys, you know, uh, Morant on on, uh, Memphis. I mean, all these guys. I mean, let me ask you guys. Don't you think basketball players could be the greatest athletes of them all because of their size and how they move? and they're agile, and they and they run, and they stop. I mean, I love basketball. I love everything. That's my favorite sport.
1: Monster yep. football. Or football. Yeah. Well, we
0: got, yeah, we got the NFL draft coming in three days, and I know biggest Chicago Bear fan I've ever met, and what I love about him is whenever I say, how come his Bear fans are giving me shit about the Raiders? And he, he calls me, and he goes, Bear fans are full of shit. Don't listen to real Bear fans, all right? <laughs> I got to ask you something about the Bears. Are you really sold on Justin Fields? Is this I a am. career year I for you for
1: no? I am, I am. All right.
0: That's All right. The-
1: and I know I don't know if you were, when this, but I'm going to say something like, this kid has got no protection, and look what he's done. Right. He has had no he, – he's fucking running for his life. The most sacked player there's in the NFL. He's got running, running for his life. Now, let me tell you, we just got some weapons. The ba- I call them the bipolar bears. You never know what the hell you're going to get. The bipolar. <laughs> but, bears. Yeah, Every year, I'm like, this is our fucking year. But I will tell you right now. RGM polls, he's not fucking around, man. No. Now, I, I do hope that he gets um, that uh, that tackle from uh, Ohio State, like on our ninth pick. I really do. We got we got Justin Fields. We just got we boosted up our defense. We're gonna have one of the best linebacker duos there is going on. We're gonna have that. I mean, and then not to mention we got more. I mean, get at it, DJ Moore with Justin Fields. It's about to be something special, I think. You know, and hopefully that helps Claypool out a little bit. Don't get me talking to the Bears. I won't shut up. You won't
0: shut up, but you're like, you're like Brad, but let me, let me, let me do cross cultures here. Brad and I are born and raised in Los Angeles. And the one thing we're not proud of that you are, because you're basically, you know, Midwest, uh, you know, East coast kind of flavor to you is that in LA I've noticed that the fans are so fair weathered and it really pisses me off because we are when the Rams last year, last season, Open their game, the whole opening home game on Thursday night footballs against the Buffalo Bills, and there's 40,000 freaking Bills fans that would never happen on the East Coast. I don't know why LA is so fair weathered. You know, Brad, you go first, Brad. No,
2: I, I, the thing I love about Chicago, New York, I mean, no matter what the weather is, they're in that crowd, they're cheering no on their team. What. They come early, they leave late. LA, they come late and leave early. I don't understand it. It might be a Hollywood thing, but, you know, the diehards. I mean, going to a Cub game, it doesn't matter the record. They're there to cheer on their team, rain or shine. 100%.
1: Right?
2: I mean, it's maybe it's the culture. I just, I, I mean, look I, at
1: Pittsburgh's fans. Look at Green Bay's fans. Oh, I have that, by, the hell with Green Bay. The hell with y'all But <laughs> they, they show up. They show yeah. up. Yeah. Maybe, I just want Aaron Rodgers out. Get out of our way, man. Yeah. Oh, Rod, I don't him.
2: like Rogers. Roger. Rogers, Rogers is too he's Hollywood. A great quarterback,
1: yeah. but he's not a great leader. I'll oh tell you
2: he, that. no, no, no. It's all about him. No, yep. it's all about him and and all the you know he has. Fa- I, by the way, I did a little research on him. He doesn't talk to his brother. Doesn't talk to his family. This guy I is. I mean, it, first of all, it's time for him to go. It's time yep. for him to retire, right? Because I'm going to tell you, he ain't winning no more Super Bowls. He won
0: one, right? He only won one with Green Bay. That's it. You yep. should have won more. Yeah. You know? Hey, Frankie, before we get you out of here, tell me when you're gonna be on a yacht going to the Bahamas with all these girls wearing Hawaiian you know, luau dresses. <laughs> you know because- what? We ended up just hanging out on the
1: yacht, but we, we ended up not going to the Bahamas because of the damn weather. But it, it's gonna happen. I'm not worried about it, man. It's gonna happen. So you but listen to get- anybody that needs any services too. Like my my I'm Frank Oly. My company's the only way. Yeah. You know, the only way at gmail.com. It's not the only way. It's the only way. See that right here? Oh, I yeah. love it. Oh, way. Way. Great moniker. I love Ooh. that. <laughs> get, get us that t-shirt. I'll wear, it, I'll wear it on the show. Yeah, give Would me a hat. I'll, I'll get you one. When I do, <laughs> like I said, i do, I do bartender boot camps, design cocktail programs. i do private events. I can be flown anywhere. I'll go anywhere any anytime. Let me know when. Get Brad a shirt, too, and we'll both wear it on the show. I will. So, yeah, we do. One star Frankie all day, baby. What? Oh, <laughs>
2: Frankie. So, are you a married man? Are you a married no, no, no. I got
1: divorced recently.
2: Okay, all right. So you're back out there, huh? Yeah,
1: I'm back out there, man.
2: When I you know, I gotta I gotta hang out with you, man. We can get in yeah. a lot of trouble. We can get a lot of good looking guy like you and a fat guy like me. Oh man,
1: forget about it. That's it. it. Yeah.
2: I'll come out at to LA, we,
1: huh?
2: At least when you guys go out, you'll eat well.
1: <laughs> uh, I love the so I so wait so to eat. So okay,
2: so now you got a divorce. We talk about everything on this show. I, I know you're sad. You how long were you married for? Ten years. Oh wow. Okay. You have any kids? No kids. Uh, you have any that you don't know about?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but now, are you are you just taking it slow? You, you mean you know? I know. Just, I'm good, like, bro. I'm good. Yeah, that that,
1: good. that part that part of my life it happens. It is. Oh, I don't will like we're happy. We're That's friends, happy. And it is. It, I mean, oh it is great. It is. great. Yeah, great. shit happens. Life. You get you get up and go with the punches, man. Oh, Roll it. The, oh, the it. ladies,
2: look out! Frankie is single again, baby. Oh my <laughs>
1: goodness! <laughs> it's funny when people come to the bar. I'm like, how you doing? My name's One Star Frankie. I got no personality, My i bars a harbor bartender, good luck, and I walk away.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> girls, love that. girls love bartenders. I, they do. They do. They, you know, a girl comes in alone, right, guys? Oh, oh there, he, there he goes. There he goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing fish. I miss fish. fish. Miss Let me tell you, so let's be honest. Frankie gets much more tail than you ever got when you were single.
1: I bet you fish, uh, He's okay, married
0: yeah. He's a loyal married man Wait a man. minute, minute. He's sorry, our I'm sorry for him Wait a minute The customer is always right Yeah, the always right. yeah. The always right. yeah. <laughs> But you're <they're> wrong Wrong <laughs> I'll tell <laughs> you what, not you, always what right. you know the joint You know the joint I worked at in the 80s And it was It was Wow Hey I was voted the greatest ass In Brentwood Because I was an ass And I had an ass
1: <laughs> That's great <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, funny goodness. I was telling y'all before but like uh one time this happened in Vegas the girls walked in they're like Ooh, look at that booty I'm like uh-huh that's right I said I can twerk too they're like go, yeah. like, let me see your twerk I go how about you I'll uh, let you watch my butt clap they go all right And I go ah. <laughs> <laughs> dumb, but whatever people you're laugh right. you know what I mean you're like
2: stand-up comedians you guys right you're on stage you tell your jokes you pour you the right. drinks
1: you know atheist. what we- yeah, when you, when you sit with me, I'll get everybody talking to each other, each other. I'll get it all happening, 100%. Like one time I was um, in Vegas as well. This uh, couples in there. were just fucking around having fun. This new couple walks in, and I'm just like – I get a face. I'm like, what's up, guys? How you doing? What do you want to drink? I'm putting a show on, right? I told the couple that, that was there before, watch this. And uh, they go, you okay? I said, no, I'm not okay. I'm not okay at all. I go, you have no idea. This is my first – and that's my ex-wife, and they're fucking married now. They had no idea that I worked here, and they decided to stay. So, so they, they, they sat there, and they played with it. And that couple believed it, and I said, looked at them. I was like, man, that's not my ex-wife. That's not my first cousin. But it's just funny. You put that show on. You make people laugh, and you get them to start talking. Like, You know, they, they, Brad, this is fish. This is Brad. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, right. you create that environment, and people want to come back. Right. Well, so, you go to the bar for the bartender. You don't go to the bar for the bar.
0: I'm blessed to work with extremely young and great bartenders at Chuck's Tavern. I mean, they're all in their 20s and 30s, so I learned the swag and the lingo. But it's nice to know between them and Frankie Ole that the legacy of our industry will continue on when I'm sitting at an old deli, Jewish deli with Brad in our 80s. You know, (laughs) what's this? (laughs) You know, so... What happens if, okay,
2: you know, people are having a good time, you know, two people, they see each other, all of a sudden they head back to the bathroom, right? They lock the door. That happens, right, Frank? Yeah. Happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Was, Frank. We Thank don't me. care about you. Frank, tell me about your stories. Um, so what do you do?
1: do, you, do you, you don't see them that shit. You let them York, their business? Down the basement. You don't know if they're going to be there or not. New York bathrooms are usually in the basement.
2: Oh, okay, okay. what do you do? You
1: bang on the fucking door, but if you're busy, whatever. Does that, that security can deal with that. Man's deal. Oh, go <laughs> fucking have a good time. Yeah, I,
2: no, I gotcha. Just you know, <laughs> people are banging on the door. Oh, I got to take a piss, and
1: you know, I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna tell you who it was, but I was working in a bar in Hell's Kitchen back in my 20s, like 26, 27, and this bartender, good looking lad, uh, uh, and uh, we're fucking slammed. He's like Frank. He's like, dude. I gotta go, dude. There's no one's to give me a head. I gotta go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> I was like, what? I said, bro, we're busy. And he was like, like I just jarred saw slide. I said, bro, just make sure you fucking come quick. Get the fuck in there and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh, so he wanted some capola. Yeah. Is that what he wanted?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's no, you guys, it's great. What was the- it? Mean, we always ask, what was the first job you ever had before being a bartender
1: when you were a kid? And where'd you grow up? In New York, right? My first job ever. I grew up in Richmond, Virginia. Was oh, at a yes. restaurant called the Grapevine, Greek and Italian restaurant, making four twenty-five an hour as a dishwasher. Wow. And Then I started prep cooking, making four twenty-five an hour. I never get asked for a raise. Like I get a raise, they're like, we can't afford to have a raise. I'm like, all right, whatever. But I was, I was, I was fifteen with the work permit, making four twenty-five an hour. But I could not wait to get my two hundred dollar paycheck. I was always so happy that two hundred bucks. You know, you, you, you paid your due. Still around to this restaurant. Great restaurant. Great family. Great family. Amazing place. Yeah,
2: we all learn, guys. You know, you gotta start somewhere, right? That's why I tell my nephews. I go, guys, you know, you gotta you gotta start at the bottom because you're gonna learn so much as you go up the go up the ladder, right? And you know how to treat people, you know, uh, you know, when you're making nothing, you learn so much about, you know, life and, and what's important in life, you know, and then and then you, you know, hopefully you 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 keep going and you keep stepping and uh you hit the you hit you hit where Frankie's hitting. Top of the world, baby. I love Top it. Of the world. All right. Um, but uh so Frankie, we uh what any anybody uh can we promote you? Uh yeah how can people find you on social? All that
1: stuff. So I'm at the only way. Um a at not the only way, the old T H E O L E Y W A Y my Instagram. I gotta get better at that. Uh, The only My LLC is cocktail genius down here in Florida. Um, Like I said, I can be anywhere, whenever. Like it's all about boom, boom, boom.
2: Hire this guy. Right. Right. Fish. Uh, How about you guys together? Oh my God. Roadshow. Wouldn't that do something else? That would be crazy. You guys, guys, if I ever get married, I'm gonna hire both of you for my wedding. And we're just going to get busy. Crazy. Well, i tell maybe, you what. I've okay. already
1: thought about starting it. I just, I'm, just not, I'm a technology idiot. Someone says, what's your opportunity? minds technology. Starting a bartender podcast on how to fucking act properly at a bar, how to treat your bar staff, how to treat bartenders. This is from management to ca- the customers all around. You know, 100%. You should never be a fucking boss, be a leader. But just stories of bar, the bar stories and bar wars. No, I, I've no. already thought about this. You know, that'd be a good thing for me and you to do, Fish. Holy shit. Oh, you
0: guys would be good. Well, if, if Brad got married and hired both of us to do his, his wedding, his wife would leave him. Come <laughs> <laughs> <Stop on>, boy.
2: <laughs> Wait, I got a question. You guys are so good at what you do. Has anybody said, hey, I'm going to back you. Let's open a bar. And I have the perfect name for the bar, Johnny Cocktails. That's a name that Johnny I went cocktail, by. Yeah. So uh, let's make some money. Let's start a bar called Johnny Cocktails. You guys run the show from uh, you know, soup to nuts. So let's go. You
1: well, know, the group in New York one. that I was with they want they want to do that with me. Oh got, yeah, so what's going yeah, on? Yeah. yeah. It's you another thing like New York, New York. I mean, I'm missing New York's fucked up right now, but when you when you if you can put that aside, nothing beats the restaurant industry in New York. Our industry in that city is unbelievable. Yeah. and, and Vegas nothing comes and close. Vegas, too. Chicago, maybe that's about it. Chicago, New York. Yeah, Vegas.
0: Vegas awesome. too, yeah. Vegas Gay, too. Un- in Vegas. Sorry, in
1: Vegas. Yes. Oh, Vegas is good. Sorry, fish. Hold on. All right. <laughs> oh, I've worked. When it comes, to- when it comes to cocktails, though, like the cocktail programs, you're gonna have your main city will be San Fran, Chicago, in uh, New York. I would say LA. All
2: right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, we got the name Johnny Cocktails. Let's find the money and let's retire and let's just, you know, uh, you know, start Johnny Cocktails all around the world. Everybody wants to, wants a, what a great
1: uh, fucking name.
2: You like that? That's a name I yeah. like. By his, Come SJ. see your
1: coctologist at Johnny Cocktails. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we've Frank, we got
1: you a look, Frank, we've got a there it. Is. Yo. Like it. <laughs> Yo, tiki's my jam. Tiki is my 100 awesome. oh, yeah. jam. That's my thing.
2: I like. How many Hawaiian shirts are in the rotation, Frankie?
1: Nah, I just got I got some. A t- I got maybe like five, but you know. But uh, when it comes to Tiki, I mean my cocktails.
2: Uh, <laughs> Right, Frankie, buddy. this has been great, man. I'm so glad you came on the show. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. I want to do this again for sure. Absolutely. We'll bring you back. And uh, Fish, you did good. This guy is awesome. And Frank, Fish, I, too- I, gotta,
1: I, gotta, I, gotta, I want to talk to you after this too as well. So I'm going to give you a call later.
2: Please don't. Anyway, um, Frankie, you call me anytime. Okay. You take care of yourself. Stay safe. All think, right?
1: Yeah, me too. Y'all, if anyone out here is watching this needs service, I don't even care. My number is 917-485-1099. Give me yeah. a call,
2: all yeah, right? Give a call. I'll take care of you. Yeah. He's a good old boy. We love you, man. I love, love it. you, brothers.
1: You too. Eric, Fish, I love you, bro. So good to see you and hear your voice, man. Back in Vegas. I'm door. back in Vegas. I'm going to come see you at the bar. And I don't know if going to pop in and be like, Boom, like I always did. No. I
2: This is I show number you. seven. Lucky number seven. So, Frankie, see? We yeah, got well, you on number 7 on,
1: too.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Frankie, yeah. I was in prison when Frankie was in prison. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Frankie. You take care of yourself. Love you guys too. All, All right, right, we'll talk you. soon. Okay, Thanks, definitely. Buddy. Bye. Man. What a guy. Uh, oh, you were right, man. Wow, that guy's the real deal,
0: right? Character. It's a character, oh, yeah. you know. And well, he's, right. he's so he's so good behind the bar. I've watched him in, in clubs in Vegas, and you look. Oh my God, was I as good as that in the eighties? No, you know. Oh and he's God. that good. He's that good. I got a bone to pick with you, young man. Sure. You say hey, I'm I'm gonna do well. Yeah, I love you. And how? First of all, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing you well. I, you know, I got. Some I, I, I'm gonna I go to a video way. pretty soon to you because we talked to last week. I'm gonna go, but I gotta show you. You always say I look like this guy, right? <laughs> yeah. That's great. That is you. All right. Well, I. You look. Look, I showed you the glasses. Those are those are Mr. Magoo glasses, you know. No, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you got a new haircut at Pedro's, and you look, and you look terrific. You look like John Candy. But, uh, you know, and this is this yeah. is Brad, this is Brad's haircut. All right. Do we Oxberger? Do Well, no. Uh, you, you look more like this guy right here. I think. <laughs> Fred Flintstone. You know That's my I hero. Think of, well, hang on. They're casting a new Flintstones movie. John Goodman lost 150 pounds. He can't do it anymore. So I said, look. Imagine Brad doing this. so great. Thanks. You know, Brad, I'm so proud of your career in the business. And we talked last week about you being was so compelling. You talking about working in the Fox commissary and you were so honest about Kevin Klein and Harry Hamlin not being the greatest people. Well, you never told me, I knew it was you, but you never told me you were that guy. Here's Brad being that guy. Here you go.
2: More maple syrup.
1: Right away. Here you go. Creamer. Absolutely. Anything else?
2: No. Sure.
1: Here you go. Happy Father's Day. More butter. Right away. Excuse me? Was there a problem with your service? Because a tip of 15% or more is standard. You were slow. Thanks. Slow? Is it that I was slow, or is it that your bloated metabolism can't handle a 5-minute wait for the 10 pounds of bacon you shoved down your fat throat? Oh! Oh! Hey! Hey!
0: Enough! Enough! Do I have to call the cops.
2: What's wrong? What's no tip. I want to talk to your manager. You're talking to him. What do you plan to do about this, sir? Please. She
0: disrespected my husband on Father's okay, Day. man, no, ma'am. rude, and my eggs were undercooked. Sir, coat. respectfully, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to eat here. Seriously?
2: You're siding with this little slut.
0: <laughs> let, him ah. let him go! Let him go! Okay, okay, Sean, let him go. That's acting, baby. That's acting. Dude. You, I, I, you know what? That shameless ran ten years on Showtime. You got to work with Dermot Mulrooney and Emmy Rossum. I, I always make fun of you, and, and, and sometimes I bully up a little bit. You look, you lost a lot of weight. You were a yeah. lot heavier back then.
2: Yeah, and, I,
0: I gained a hundred pounds for the part,
2: and I lost it after. A method, baby. Me and De, hey, has De got nothing on me.
0: Talk but, about that. Talk about talk I, about uh, the, the, that. That scene know. was it improv? Did you go by the script? No. I mean, it was, did, it you, was did you end up making it with the girl that played your wife? Because that's about perfect for you. Uh, no, about, very what? nice.
2: No, it was, she was very nice. Emmy, amazing. Uh, Dermot. I mean, he. It was funny. We were draw. Okay, so we we did this scene backlot Warner Brothers. Um, you know, on on the uh, Chicago street, we were in like you know little little bar that they had there on on the on the Chicago street, and we uh, did it, but. He must have put me up against that wall twenty-five times, right? Wow. Okay. And he let me have it. I told him, I said, "Listen, I want you to a method, but I mean, plant me. Just plant me up against that wall." And he did. So we're driving back to our cars. The little van takes us back to where our cars are, and I'm talking to Emmy. She's so sweet. I go, "What kind of guys do you like? Nice guys, bad boys?" She goes, "I like nerds. I like nerds." I go, "Oh, yeah, yeah." I go, "I go." She goes, "I'm dating a guy now and." She's like, oh man, he's, he's, you know, he's really nice. And I just like nerdy guys. I go, wow. So then I, he, he's in there and he goes, man, so sorry. I put you, are you okay? I go, I'm a little sore, but I, 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 you know, I could take the pounding. I could take the 25 times, but, but your fucking breath, Jesus Christ. What a fucking back, man. Oh, it's like that. It's like doggy dog breath. You stink! Please. Oh, he was fucking crying. It was great. So did have he have bad breath? Oh, it was horrible. Oh no, he didn't. Ta- you know, usually they have mints and stuff right there for you. You know, if you have to. I didn't have to kiss anybody, but usually they have mints for people. You know, the all the actors and. Oh my God! I guess he missed the mints coming to set. Oh, he smelled like a fucking dog. Woo! But uh, he he took it. He he was crack, cracking up because that's the whole thing. Fish, I goof on everybody. I don't care oh. who they are. You know, I goof on them and I tell the truth. And, you know, if they, like you said, you told that joke. Who cares? It's a joke, you know. But, I, but I, one thing I don't do, I don't, <laughs> I don't hurt anybody's feelings. And if I do, I stop. Uh, but you, I keep pounding on. Oh, man. Pound. Pound. That's a good look.
0: Pound all you want.
2: Yeah. Pound all I, I, I want to say something. I want to say there's something that I want to talk about. Um, today, uh, Richard Lewis came out and said uh, that he has uh, Parkinson's disease and he 's very brave to do that. I saw him on the set of curb, and he 's one of the nicest people i 've ever met. I waited on him in the Fox commissary, and he 's one of my favorite comedians and he 's fighting this terrible disease as Michael J. Fox and many others around the world. But you know health health is wealth, you know, and I want to talk about something. I never got to meet your mom okay and I just want to ask you a question she you know you told me great stories about her. Could you share one great story? about your mom raising you uh, in Los Angeles, the sweet lady that she was, and uh, what you'll always remember about her.
0: The most positive person I've ever met. Sense of humor like you wouldn't believe. Um, She was a a member of the NAACP before the NAACP came along. I once said to her, hey, mom, if you get a hall pass, who'd be the three guys that you sleep with? She said, Nat King, Cole, Michael Jordan, and Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> that dad's face. But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a quick story. I don't know this is coming to people. This is unscripted. Well, my mom could never scream. She She couldn't scream. She had what's called, Billy Crystal called it the silent scream. In L.A., you're going to remember this, Brad. There's a strip mall, Fairfax and Third. It used to be a Savon, yes. and Andre's There was a, a little department store called Brits. Remember that? Yep. You remember the yep. clothes hangers around? So my sister and I, would play hide and seek and every time we went in there the people working there would say ma'am can you tell your kids they're, they're, they're knocking the clothes off my mom would go stop it you two stop it she could never scream you know but the funny story about my mom uh, and we'll talk about you know, talk about your nanny is you know she she lost her cognitive skills uh, right around september october and it, it's sad when they don't recognize you now you like to go through that without recognizing me on a daily basis. But <laughs> I remember, I think I told this story I, I, to you, but it, it's still the one of the greatest stories. I, 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 the Raiders are playing a game against the Steelers on a Saturday night. She's in the hospital. I go to work, graveyard. I go right when I get off the work, at 8 o'clock in the morning, to visit her in the hospital. And I walk in her room and she goes, honey, come here. I go, yeah, yeah, come here. What's wrong? And this is the first time she's recognized me in a long time. I go up. I lean in. She gives me a kiss on the cheek, and she goes, "Derek Carr stinks. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> he had a shitty game the night before against the Steelers." And so, you know, you know, you take, you like to think about when you lose someone, and you were so close to your nanny that the good qualities you have in yourself came from them.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And what your mom, uh, your mom, I would call her Mama Fish, but what was your mom's name? Tell us, Roberta. It, Roberta. Roberta. Roberta, yeah, I want to say, Roberta, you raised a fantastic son. Uh, God bless you, and I will never forget you. You know, uh, you know, you are a product of your, you know, your upbringing. You know, and we're so lucky we've had incredible parents. And uh, your dad was a real character. And your mom, uh, you just told us, my parents. I take care of them now, and oh, uh, they, you know, my mom is the, I mean, the salt of the earth. She's so positive too. She's gone through two bouts of cancer and my dad is 90 and a half years old he loves sports he watches his sports he's healthy thank god uh oh i learned all my jokes and my humor from him he was a real jokester growing up he didn't take things too seriously you know so you know we're both blessed from great families you know um That's but it. you know you i want I, it, you I, know I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, you say, you, you say health is your wealth is absolutely a thousand percent correct, but family's everything. And who you have in your inner circle, like Brad Grumberg and mine and my girls and guys that are in my inner circle is important because you have to have go-to people because we don't, we aren't always so upbeat. And sometimes life, what did John Lennon say? Life gets in the way of your plans. And sometimes, you know, life throws that curveball at you. You need to go to someone like a Brad Grumberg to make you laugh, you know? Um, We get, you know, it's, we're lucky, we're blessed. We are. I mean, listen, Um, you know, everybody talks about, you know, we talk about people. I'm not enamored with celebrity, like maybe you are, or athletes and stuff like that, because they live in zero zero point one percent of the world, right? Um, You care about the common guy. It's still a great story. I tell it every time. Uh, we had Laura Francesca on, and Brad had 200 bucks and went to McDonald's and gave it all to homeless people. You could laugh all you want, you know, because you think if you think if he had $200 on him was getting McDonald's, he'd get half himself, but he did. <laughs> you, you gave it to homeless people. That shows a lot about character. You know, what you do for other people is all about your character. And that's what this world's lacking of right now. You know, if you and I can make people laugh, well, what the 50 minutes we're on the show, we did something good, buddy. Absolutely.
2: We, we, you know, we put a smile on people's faces. And, uh, you know, listen, I I just believe, you know, look, there's Steve Jobs, Paul Allen, they were billionaires they are no longer with us, right? You can't take it with you. And somebody just gave me this great line. You don't, there's, what was it? Uh, You don't have, you don't hook a hurt, you know, you don't hook a U-Haul up to your hearse as you drive away, you know? You, you know, you spread it out if you can. You you know, as my grandma always told me, don't be a drunken sailor. Put away for a rainy day. But, you know, when it's all said and done, there's so many less fortunate people out there. And, uh, you know, if I can touch a few lives uh, along the way, I think I've done my job, you know. But uh, Fish, what a day. What, what a show. Big Frankie, your mom, my nanny, my parent. that's just great. You know, hey, kiss the ones you love. Right, kiss him well, today and I, tell him you love him.
0: Love, but the fact that we can get such a celebrity look-alike—you know—we got <laughs> this guy, and then we got that guy. That's amazing, you know. And then one more guy. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the one more guy is this guy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Do you
2: do you uh, still have that ascot? Do you still have that ascot? You and Thurston Howell the <laughs> Third.
0: Jim Backus was the voice of Mister murgo Hey oh, Brad, this is Fat Fatfish Seven. Well, yeah. You know what? We're on spot. If you want to watch us, YouTube, Facebook, DBA Television. We're on Roku. If you to listen to us, go to Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Amazon, Apple Podcast. Okay. We appreciate our audience. We're here for you. We'll be back with a great show next week. I'm Eric the Fish Schneider. I'm Brad Gruny Grumberg. And by the way, Fish, Charles
2: Nelson Riley called. He wants his fucking glasses back from Match Game seventy six. Uh, there you go. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week on Fat Fish. Have a great week, everybody. Stay safe. Stay safe.